I think it's a skunk. That's a, that's what you smell. Yeah, I was going to say, it smells like weed. I feel like I'm back in Denver. I, I wouldn't know what weed smells like, Jenna. What? I've been in the military for the past quarter century. Welcome to the One More Red Podcast, where we take it beyond the barbell. I am your host, Mo Dingo, and with me with the tall jug of water, because he's got to stay hydrated, is Brose Cuervo. What's up? <laughs> you know, I do. I, I always liked Jose. Everybody always hated on him, man, but you know, there was I, a t- liked, I like tequila. There was a time when I used to think Cuervo was like the pinnacle of like, yeah, like, man, this is the best alcohol, best tequila ever, and like, I get nauseous when I even pass it. Yeah in a liquor store now. We've had too much fun. Yes, I've had too much fun. And with us, who is always just way too much fun, is Jenna Fisher. Hey. What's up? Yep, and that's where she's cut off. That's it. <laughs> That'd be the last time you hear from her today, <laughs> tonight. Well, actually, the hope is that this will not be the last time we hear from her tonight because we're going to do things a little bit differently today. We were sitting around juggling topics uh, from the list of... <laughs> of stuff that we've had created and we were just sort of chit chat and we figured we'd kind of try and continue that on and uh, just give you a format of what you guys never get to hear with us just sort of sitting and discussing topics. So, well, this is in between Jenna's 52 piss breaks. How to stay hydrated. Yeah. You did crush that water while we were recording. That is a good thing. Usually she's like not going to the bathroom like a camel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a camel? Yeah, I don't know. Of all the things you say, that grosses you out. Right. I'll tell you what doesn't gross me out is a beer from nowhere in particular. Bro had this one stashed away for me and I found it in the fridge. Batch number 23, double dry hopped IPA with experimental hops. That's the last one I got, man. This was one. Thank you very much. This was like 10 beers. 23. This is like around the time you first, it turned me on to. Nowhere in particular. Yeah, I uh, think for, I started around 13 or 15. Or first something. time I ever saw is when we went to go record with Aaron way back in the day when we had 30-minute episodes. That <laughs> <laughs> was short-lived. Yeah, it was. Because we started drinking on shows, and then that 30 <laughs> minutes turned into 45. And then people liked it. And so. then people liked it. And then Blake was like, more content, more content. More giggles. More giggles and snorts. So uh, nothing super fancy, pretty informal today, and... So as bro was reading down the list, one of the things that we talked about on that list was, I guess, kind of like not knowing what you don't know. Don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And one of the things we talked about was like, how do you know if you're not getting what you need from, you know, all the above coaches, gyms, community, uh, whatever. So I guess we'll just kick it off from there. Uh, me, I've been doing this for say about eight years now, give or take. And I've been to about five different facilities. Um, that's a, I guess both the blessing and a curse with being in the military is that I'm forced to move pretty regularly. Well, now that I'm not in the military, I don't have to move nearly as much, but in the process of all that, I had the opportunity and privilege to go to different facilities. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and with that, I've experienced some good things and some bad things. But I think one of the things that we've talked about uh, when I asked bro a lot of questions just about him being an owner, one of the things I've asked him uh, is like, what's your, the average CrossFit age of your community? And what I mean by CrossFit age is like how long you've been going, how, or how long they've been doing CrossFit and how long they've been doing, or sorry, how long have you been doing CrossFit and how long have they been members of the facility Yeah, or any facility? And for well, you- Out of five years, I'd say we're, our average is probably about three, three and a half. Mm-hmm. Three and a half years doing CrossFit. And then of those- Oh, I don't know about that, but that are, are if I go across all members, that's yeah. probably our average member stint here has been three, three and a half years. And then of them, like how many of them is this is their only CrossFit experience, like only CrossFit gym? Ugh. Let's say 65, 70% maybe. So we'll say a majority mm-hmm. of your athletes. And nothing wrong with that. Just It was just a question I asked because one of the things that Bro routinely mentions when he has people either move into town or come visit or uh, choose to switch facilities is some of the things he's privy to in terms of stories from previous facilities. And some of the things he's, he's told me before, are not cool. No. Um, he's being nice. <laughs> some of the things are kind of alarming. Some of the things are eye opening. Um, but even for me, and I've heard a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And you've been an owner for going on five years. Yep. Um, so you've had a little bit of experience with the, a transient population with us being close to a military facility, lots of drop-ins, um, lots of people moving in and out that are military. But yeah, some of the things he's told me just like, is just jaw dropping and eye opening. So you guys have heard most of them cause we talk yeah. <laughs> topics about them. Yeah. We, we dance around them and sometimes they're sources of, a uh, of, of content, but um, like for you, you're, you've been to what, three or four different facilities? One, two, I would say this is my third. I'll call the first one. I was there, only there briefly uh-huh. CrossFit Troy and they had split off and started another gym and man, it was even before I left, I, I actually, I had a, a one-on-one conversation with the owner about him. He was rep shaving, believe it or not. I called him out on it mm-hmm. and I thought it wasn't cool. It was like one of those things where you come in from, um, say you come in from a run and then you had to rest for one minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he was starting to fall behind. So he kept leaving early. <laughs> so his, his rest, his guy would take off 15 seconds before him cause he beat him by 15 seconds. Uh-huh. He would take off like five seconds after him mm-hmm. and he kept doing that. And I was like, this is the owner sitting here doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm catching it. I just start. And I'm like, what a douchebag. You're, you're a brand new athlete. Yeah. And you're seeing, and you're seeing this kind of behavior presented to you from someone of the leader, from the leadership uh, aspect of that facility. Yeah. Totally ridiculous. And like, dude, if you suck at it, you suck at it. Like, mm-hmm. but don't sit here and leave early mm-hmm. and it's pretty easy to see what time he comes in. And then what time he'd leave when they came in after you. Yeah. But he, that wasn't the only time it just, yeah. But just one of, one of the things that you witnessed. So mm-hmm. Jenna, how many facilities for you? Uh, was my, well, I don't know, I guess. Cause I did like a boot camp. In, in, including the one where you cried because ladies were swinging heavier kettlebells than you. I guess I would say really, this is a third. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I, I, I kind of feel like that's less and less common now where people have been to different facilities. I feel like more people are 
sticking with one facility for longer periods of time. And maybe that's because when I was growing up in my CrossFit early days, that's when uh, the Reebok era hit and there was that boom and people were going to one gym and then maybe one opened up closer or was more convenient. And maybe that's why I don't, I mean, I'm just throwing darts at the board here. And then one I'm trying, thing, if I'm going to be honest with you, I mean, ratio for us, the last one, two, three, four, five, five out of the last six that some were members and some may, may be members. To my athletes that came in? Yeah. Okay. Have been from other gyms. Okay. So I'm just saying, and that's not, we get, I was telling someone yesterday, it's fortunate and unfortunate. So it's, uh-huh. it's unfortunate that they feel like they need to leave their gym because mm-hmm. they're obviously going through something they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And when we have our conversations, it's nothing that they've done egregiously. It's how they've been treated mm-hmm. or neglected. Um, but it's it's good for us that they feel comfortable, comfortable and confident to give us an opportunity to work with them. Mm-hmm. And and I was telling someone yesterday is just that, you know, I think, look, when it first started happening, I was like, hey, you know, I kind of felt weird someone coming from another gym because it's not something you would typically see, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if if you leave a gym, it's, it's usually something bad happened. And um, well, something bad or like a, a life situation change, like where you, yeah. you move, your work, your but work say, moves or you move physically or something like that. I would say that's probably on the lower spectrum of a life changing event compared uh-huh. to something bad happening. Typically if someone left a gym, a triggering event. Yeah. They left for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what I found is most of the time I've had all but two instances where it was, they left because of not them, but because of someone there. It was a response to an action at mm-hmm. another location. And, um, you know, I used to feel really bad about it. Like, you just don't see it, you know, but then when well, you start talking to these people, you get these stories, man. And like, but, but going back to where you say you feel bad, like you and I, like, we like to believe that everyone's doing the right thing all the time. And we, you know, we kind of, well, I mean, we, I mean the, the belief portion Now we know just because of the nature of human beings, that's not always the case. Um, no, yeah, it's not the case, but I, I'm not naive when, I don't know. You see people, I see people's Instagram stuff. It's just, you sit there and you see these they're saying, taking videos of their people and they're moving poorly. And I'm just, to me, that not that you have to always, you should invest everything to me. You're the, it's a freaking gym. In my opinion, you should be moving properly. And it's just, sometimes I see these videos and they're just train wrecks. I'm like, man, why? Like, how can you be content with that? But talking to these people and getting their stories, they all are just like jaw-dropping thing sometimes. I just can't believe that someone would treat you this way Mm -hmm. and make you feel this way, which we know we just talked about another person where they're new and they put their bar in a rack. You tell the story. They just said that um, they had their stuff like ready to go in the rack. They were getting ready to overhead squat and somebody like came over and they had already kind of like felt invisible there anyways they had been there for three months and every time they would like ask for direction or like try to make conversation with somebody they would kind of just make them feel like an idiot um but they had their stuff ready in the rack and somebody just like came over and took their spot like totally just deboed him yeah it, i was actually what they told me <laughs> like that exact <laughs> that, that was exact, the adjective they used. yes that exact terminology <laughs> I <think> I <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh you mean you got deboed oh yeah brah brah yeah. but even like, I don't know. I just couldn't believe that either. Like, 
I, w- I don't even know what I would have done. Just like looked at them sideways. Like, uh, I was here, you know, but then if you're in an area where they're all friends and you're not, yeah, <laughs> you're just kind of an outsider and. I don't know. That's crappy that people feel that way. Well, and the same person, they said that their first day in here, more people talked to them their first their hour and a half they were here than they had been talked to in three months at their other location. Yeah. And it's just things like that. You know, yeah. I got these examples. And, and, and I'm sighing because like, to me, that's not cool. Like even at my gym, like if someone doesn't greet a stranger, well, and it gives CrossFit a bad name in general if that's all you know and, like, you're coming into it because it was interesting to you, but then you come into this gym and they treat you like shit. Then- what was that person's question? Or what, they, what was their statement you said to us that they felt that this was how all gyms were? Yeah. And that was their first, first experience. experience. What yeah. was a like negative maybe experience? Maybe this was just, like, what it's yeah. supposed to be like, you know. So when, it, they, when they came here. And it was completely different. Someone's talking to them. I was like, no, it's not supposed to be that way. That's really first, terrible. I'm sorry that it even made you feel that way. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be that way. Like, you find yourself apologizing for things that you had no control over. Yeah, because yeah, you feel bad because we already know it's tough to walk into a gym once you finally commit to it. And let's say- you, <laughs> Yeah, walking in the door the first yeah, time is challenging. very challenging. But then, let's say you come from another gym and you've been there for a while. That's all, That's awkward, too, even though you've been in the CrossFit community, mm-hmm. in essence. When you're like, you've stepped outside your gym that you've been there for five, six, seven years- mm-hmm. And you come into another one where you know nobody. It's just a different. It's, a, it's like going walking to someone's home. You know what I mean? For the first time, yeah. For the first by time by yourself that, that you don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of weird, and um, so it's it's tough, and you hate that people have these experiences. But like I told this person last night, I'm not naive. It happens. Mm-hmm. I said we've we've been contacted from people from you know Australia, um, Germany, German, London, England, like yeah. e- internationally, we've been contacted, not and not including. Everybody over here that we know that switch gems mm-hmm. because some of the content we put out there, like, holy it, crap, this is not acceptable. And that's, that was so bizarre. The first time we got a message for someone telling us like, Hey, I didn't realize this is, I didn't, this was unacceptable. Thank you for, you know, point it out and give me the courage to, to, to make a decision. That's, that was, it was cool, but it wasn't cool, you know? And, and just for reference, if you guys are newer listeners, uh, Bro owns CrossFit Access. Jen is an athlete here. I go to AKP CrossFit. We're, the facility is probably about 20, 30 minutes away with traffic. So bro and I know each other through, I, I help him with events. I, I'm a DJ, so I get around, quote, quote. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I, as far as like within the city, uh, I'm, I, I try to get around just to, that's just kind of how I help promote myself and become part of the community is through music. Um, so I, I do go to other facilities and just hang out sometimes. So for me, it's not abnormal, but I do know what you're talking about going to someone's house and feeling weird at first. But my reason for going to all these other places is completely different. Well, imagine going to someone's party, house party, and you walk in and you've never been here and then you know no one there. You're the Mm -hmm. only one that, you know. As soon as you walk in, someone kicks the jukebox. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody looks at you. Yeah. You know, but... You know, it, it sucks, but I'm, like I said, I'm not naive and it happens and I'm not here. I never have openly said, hey, come to our gym. And even the people I talk to, I'm like, look, man, especially someone who's been at a gym for a long time, this is a tough decision. And I understand that. And like, honestly, if you're interested, that's awesome. Okay. We still want you to come and try it out um, to make sure that it's the right fit for you. Because to me, that's the most important thing. Like, they're, 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 they're so upset. They're contemplating leaving people they've known for years. Yeah. 
okay, that they have good relationships with. And we pointed out you spend more time yeah. with these people at your gym than you do with family. your own family. And to me, that's a huge decision. And that's a, that's a huge step. And it can be nerve wracking, especially if you're someone who don't like change and stuff. But there comes a point in time where you're see, maybe you do see social media and, and this person actually did see social media and, and our people and how we move and like how they haven't progressed in, in such a long time. And they're trying to figure out like, okay, there maybe is more to this. Like, I think it's sometimes you kind of, you, you turn a blind eye, like, you know, that you're not getting what you should, but the people you're so attached to, you kind of accept it. So mm-hmm. you're kind of like, ah, yeah, maybe I'm getting better. I'm just, you know, maybe I got to train differently here or whatever it is. Maybe I have to work harder. Yeah. And maybe it's me. It's not you. Yeah. And I think that's, that's often sometimes the case is you, and then still you can only tolerate that for so long because even if you are, okay, for me, example, I'll put everybody else's fitness before mine, but I still get frustrated when I fall behind because you know what I mean? I think we all do. Right. You know what I mean? When I fall behind, but I can't, I used to get mad, but I still get frustrated. Like it sucks to, to fall off a little bit and then have to work your back way back to it. But like we we, we talked about in the falling off the wagon episode, I accept it because I make the choice to be a coach owner first Mm -hmm. than I do worry about my own fitness. So, um, there's times I probably could work out when I don't, maybe I don't have to take the trash out right this second. (laughs) But when you feel obligated, like I don't do well with seeing something and not doing not it. Not doing anything I've about kind of, it. I've kind of explained that in the past, but. Like when you're working out here, do sometimes you find yourself getting distracted because you yep. see something like, oh man, I need to go clean that. It's usually when I'm doing mobility. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or let's say, dude, there's a time, multiple times where I'm getting ready to hit my cleans. But I'm like, I want to go to the bathroom real quick. So I'll take a piss. I'm like, ah, these toilets, they're not, they're not dirty. They're really not dirty. But in your mind, they are yeah. not acceptable. I'm like, well, I know I'm working out. I got class. I got to hurry up and eat. I'm not gonna have time to clean it. So I'll hurry up and do it. So I've already warmed up, done my mobility <laughs> stretching, hit my warm up cleans. I'm in there. Got just your lifters on and knee pads. You're in there cleaning the toilet. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just, I'll see the trash. It's just stupid stuff. But yeah. Anyways. But, but you can't, it, it's, I would imagine it's hard for you to turn that. It is. That, that part of your brain off and focus on yourself for 60 minutes. It really is. Uh, I try to do it as much as possible. But anyways, so when you see yourself falling off, it can be very frustrating. When you're not getting what you need, you become frustrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how it is. It's, in my opinion, one of the biggest reasons people leave gyms. From my experience, talking to, man, I don't even know how many we have. I bet you we have over 25 people that's left their gyms at, at our gym now. It, it's probably, you can equate like being a member of a gym to a relationship. Um, it's hard to give, I guess, for lack of a better term, it's hard to give up on something that you believe in and that you love and that you, 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 you want to turn that Franken girlfriend or that Franken boyfriend, you know, you want them to put the toilet seat down you, (laughs) you know, you want them to give you the remote and you just keep hoping and hoping and that never happens. You know, when you give yourself that false sense of, uh, oh, well, it'll, it'll get better. It'll get better. I think we can equate our CrossFit lives almost like a relationship. As far as a community. Yeah. As far as a community, but also sometimes you may hope for something that's not going to happen. You keep hoping and hoping, Oh, well things will change. Things will change. Things will change. And they don't change. And you wind up becoming more frustrated. Like you were just saying earlier Mm -hmm. and that frustration starts to fester and then you start getting angry and resentful 
And the next thing you know, you've like kind of become that quiet person, that person that like you, you were saying, Jenna, that doesn't talk to anybody. And then you guys start asking yourself, well, why are you still here? <laughs> and then you'll end up leaving anyways. And then you'll end up, well, I mean, one reason or another, I mean, you'll get to the point where you've alienated yourself or you'll get to a point where you're just like, I need to try something else. And what typically happens though is let's say the, the gym owner sells the gym and someone with inside the gym changes mm-hmm. or buys the gym. Okay. Yeah. How can they change the culture if that's the only culture they know? So you often see yeah. owners, if they, if they get out, someone inside the gym wants to keep it there because mm-hmm. they want it to still be theirs. Cause they don't want to lose their gym. They don't know any different. So, yeah, and with you, and like you say, an average CrossFit age here is three years. It's probably good to say that that's about the average age you know, across the spectrum. So if you don't have a lot of other gym experience, what other culture do you know? You don't. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, you say, you know, maybe you do see a, a change coming and you're like, well, I hope that Mm-hmm. it's different, but ends up not being different because they know the same thing. I've seen that same thing happen from another gym we used to be a part of. They left the gym because they didn't like the way it was going. Then they go to the gym and run the exact same way. Oh, they started another gym? They started a gym. They they detached themselves from a gym, started a gym, and they literally verbatim ran it the exact same way. Everything they complained about, they ran it that way. Well, but, but like you were just saying, that's all they knew. Yeah, but you yeah. you leave because of that. <laughs> and then you literally leave because of that. And you it's, start something new, but it's the same damn thing. Kind of like you know, when we were kids and you're like, man, I'll never do that. You know, you know, when your parents did something silly and then like you wind up growing up, you're like, damn, that shit made sense. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, totally me. And uh, you know, the only person I've ever seen actually do that that was part of a gym is um, Jason at Big Fort CrossFit. He, you know, we've talked a couple of times and he reached out because of the podcast, mm-hmm. his owner. And they, like they, I said, it's still crazy that people listen. It is crazy. And, you know, he's, even if Rick does send you memes, but <laughs> it was sweet when he came out to visit us, uh, drove, he, yeah, drove he, out here, had pizza with that's us. Why he, that's why he drove out here. Because <laughs> to that, beg for forgiveness for the memes. The horrible meme of Jenna. <laughs> and, um, but he took a, a he had a, a roster. I think it was below forty athletes because it it people had just left. He's completely changed the culture to the positive. Now they're they're right at I think around sixty, maybe just a little over. Mm-hmm. And this is in less than a year that they've gained this. Mm-hmm. And to go in and have a, a direction and mindset to be completely different, mm-hmm. it, whatever that version of different is. Yes, you know? it, it's worked, and yeah. it's it's great to see that. He could easily fall in the trap of, I've seen multiple people sell and ownership is retained inside and they do the same damn thing. Mm -hmm. And I just don't understand that. Like it didn't work. So why do the same thing? It, it makes no sense. If you're going to take over something, first off, you ask, why are you selling? Okay. Mm -hmm. If I'm buying this, why are you selling? Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you're selling because say you're tired of it, okay. Mm -hmm. Can I change this culture? Because I see, why are they tired of it? Mm -hmm. I'm about to buy something they're tired of. Am I going to grow tired of this? Well, they're tired of it because they're typically membership is decreasing. People are less, uh, less, uh, interested in Mm -hmm. your gym. The culture is kind of weird. It's changed from day one. You're not as excited anymore. Mm -hmm. You're not as, you don't have that pep in your step. And if you don't have that, you know, Pat, like Stu does say a couple of things I do agree with and passion only lasts so long. Mm -hmm. Once it goes, once the passion wears out, like it doesn't, it doesn't overcompensate for everything. It doesn't pay your bills. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Right. you can be the most passionate person. It doesn't pay your bills. It doesn't maintain your culture. Okay. Your love for what you do and what you've developed will push that through and, mm-hmm. and your people will continue to 
to spread your culture um, through communication. But, you know, he really revamped it, and, and it just it's, – it's awesome to see them kind of taking off. Yeah, and, uh, again, I don't own a gym, um, but I'd, I'd probably venture to guess that buying a gym that you are a member of and then taking it over probably presents a lot of unique challenges. It can. Um, people – you know, human nature is people don't like change. And even though that he was part of the membership and then was now going to become the owner, I think there was, I would probably argue there's people that were concerned about that because inevitably whenever someone takes over a thing, they're going to change something. You would think, yeah. but I'm telling you, man, I've seen it. You know, I think some people take it over and they throw money at it. Okay. Like just grow, damn it, grow. I'm going to give you all this money. You're supposed to grow. Well, uh -huh. it doesn't, it, money will not facilitate growth. Okay. It has, it had, there has to be a change. If you've not grown, okay. There, ha I could buy the fanciest newest equipment. Mm -hmm. We have good stuff, but let's say I went out and bought 10 ski ergs and I bought 10 erg bikes and I bought 10 more, um, assault bikes. And like, I replaced, I have finally replaced the other, I think I have about 15 barbells left to get Cerakoted or mm -hmm. get the Cerakote ones to replace. Let's say I go out and do that tomorrow, okay? That's not going to make a <laughs> what's difference. What's going to do? Anybody <laughs> walking in has no idea what the hell, what's a Cerakote? Yeah. Like, they don't even know what that is. And so, and they don't, what is that? It's like, you, they see a bike that looks like in their grandma's basement or, mm -hmm. or they don't, what do you do with that? They don't yeah. even know what this shit is. But you think if you throw money at it, that it's going to grow. Well, you're, you're only throwing something that... You, it's you're only getting what you want for your members, but it doesn't mean that it's going to change what people, how people view you as a gym. Yeah. You're changing the, you're, you're like putting a coat of paint on it, but it's still the, the innards, you know, the, the meat of it is still, there's, there's no change. To, to me, it. it makes no sense. If you have a gym that has been sold or has had issues retaining members and you take that over and you don't change the name, you're stupid. That's one thing. But that's my well, opinion. I well, think no, no, but I'm saying, but changing the name, is it that easy though? I, I again, I'm not an owner, but yeah, can you absolutely. like changing the name of your affiliate? Yeah. yeah oh, so you're not you, stuck to that name. You, no, if like you, when they, when they affiliate, uh -huh. they can, they can retain the name and own that. If you buy it or existing affiliate, if you do your 3000, you can change the name. Oh, okay. To me, it makes no sense. If you have a family gym that you've now purchased because it's obviously failing if they've sold it. Very rarely are someone selling a successful gym, mm -hmm. right? It just doesn't happen because it's successful. Why would you not change? To me, not changing the name and that that starts with then you have to change culture because now that there's something going on with the culture. Then you know there's so many changes that have to be done in and, my opinion. And I think what, what you can liken that to um, outside of the gym is like the corporate world. Whenever there's some sort of takeover, rebranding, they rebrand or yep. rename or Got something. To. At least change the color scheme. Well, and you because you have to like sort of draw a line in the sand that this is a new. Uh, version of whatever this business is. I think businesses, even though they're successful, they rebrand every few years. Yeah. Because you have to evolve or you die. Yeah. I, I mean, look at, I mean, we talked about uh, Toys R Us yep. a couple episodes ago. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't evolve and now they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but they're coming back mm -hmm. from what I've read, but which is cool, but you know, I, you know, I don't know. But they waited too long. If they would have been proactive about that change, they yeah, wouldn't have to absolutely. shut all the doors. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, and Jenna, you have an interesting story about your your gym evolution because you said you've been to about three, four gyms, give or take. Yeah, the first gym I was at um, when I lived in Knoxville, they just, it was like a college 
group of kids and like you come in, you do your own warm up. Um, and <laughs> there's like actually the, kind of like those videos I post when coach says warm up on your own. <laughs> there's actually a games athlete, a really good one that went there. Uh-huh. Um, it's still technically his home gym, but, um, yeah, like I never got attention and I was newer and I remember like I came in for my like training course and it was, he just basically was telling me where to put my hands on the bar. I think he taught me hook grip. I can't even remember cause it was so long ago. Um, and then we moved back here. Um, and I, it was better than where I was at. So anyways, I, so I came, uh, we moved back here and the gym here was better than where I was before. So I really didn't know any different. Um, and then well, but you, when you moved and you went to a different facility, you saw a difference. Yeah, I did. I mean like more attention, I guess. And mm-hmm. just like, I got along better with people. People here were like more laid back and chill. Not um, here, but at the other gym yeah. that mm-hmm. we were at. Um, but I would also say at that point in that gym, it was it was a good place. It was a good gym. The first year was really really good. It felt good. Oh yeah, yeah. It was great from the get go. But like I said, the hardest part of owning gym is maintaining that throughout. But go ahead. And then we ended up moving here, and I guess like you still don't notice changes like right away but as I progressed and then also like when people started to come here and they were newer and how fast they were progressing I was like why didn't I learn all that like when I first started like why did it take me like a year to learn how to air squat properly Mm -hmm. like I literally couldn't do an air squat and actually I just told somebody that today when they came in um I was like I just it just blows my mind how fast people like Jen how long has Jen been doing CrossFit like two years maybe and she just hit like a huge clean today i mean i mean her squat's awesome but it's just like it took me so long to get to that point and i still like look back at videos and i'm like i just remember that being such a big deal getting to that weight but Mm -hmm. i think more seeing that kind of stuff like newer people and how fast they were progressing that opened my eyes more than anything like shit i'm so like i could have been so much farther ahead had I been like getting coached properly. But that goes back to that whole, you don't know what you don't know. Sometimes, you know, you're, you're a victim of your own circumstances on it. You know, if there's only a certain number of gyms or you have like, you know, financial constraints or something, you know, you, you kind of are are funneled into a particular path and it's not often until you go like, (laughs) like one of the funny things that I always hear when I was in the military is like, um, when the Marines would come to the air force, uh, chow hall <laughs> and they would just rave about how awesome it was. Oh my God. They pick up your trays and they take them away for you, <laughs> man. You guys have soft serve ice cream and blah, blah. Meanwhile, all the air force guys like, ah, oh, this one's okay. You know, they don't have uh, shrimp on Wednesdays, but you know, they have only have lobster. They only have lobster, you know? So kind of like when you are, are born into a situation and that's all, you know, Sometimes you don't know how good you have it. Brian, we were just talking about this. Sometimes you get complacent of uh-huh. what you have. Yeah. You get the Air Force guys bitching like, well, this ain't even the best. Dude. Like <laughs> yeah. we get we get fresh golf shrimp flown into here <laughs> on Wednesdays and then we get uh, Maine lobster on Fridays. Yeah. And at this place and these, these Marines are like just happy someone takes their tray. Yeah, exactly. Or they got like a hot them. meal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, so I think you get, and they come in like, man, maybe we should go Air Force. <laughs> like. 
And then it's funny because I would go to the Navy and Marine Corps uh, dining facilities like, man, the food is pretty good here, man. They serve you fast. Everybody's polite. You know, I'm, you know, my, my, my perception of what good is, is different based off my experiences. So yeah, I always thought that was interesting. And I'd always share with them. I was like, Hey man, I love you guys' dining facility, man. This place is legit, you know? Yeah. And they'd look at me like, what's wrong with that Air Force guy? (laughs) I think with like social media too now, just like you notice so much I don't, everybody kind of wants to be like, they post their good videos or there's people that like want to be CrossFit famous kind of, I always say like, <laughs> they they like they Instagram like, famous, CrossFit yeah. famous. like they want to be an influencer yeah. for CrossFit. I, think. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, like they post all this stuff and you see them progressing too. And I've had like, I mean, a good amount of people that have messaged me. And, Jen has fangirls. Mm. <laughs> whatever. You do. But, you do. Look at you. I had a person that messaged on Instagram and just um, was saying that they've been at this gym for a really long time and they haven't seen like much progress, especially compared to other people. And most of the time we compare ourselves to people on social media because it's such a big part of our lives. Well, it's in front of us because, you know, <laughs> like with when Apple started putting that screen time thing that shows you once a week, like how, how many hours you've been looking at it, mm-hmm. how many hours, you know, those hours that you spend on your, on your screen, like, how many of that could you spend doing something else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that social media aspect to it, I think now in this day and age, yeah, you, you see these Instagram fitness people and you're like, man, I want to be like that. Well, it's, it's more local people. I'd assume that. Or like people you can compare mm-hmm. yourself to. Well, let's say you go to competition, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we had, okay, we have a member that ended up joining us, but they came here and seen competition. They seen some of our athletes like moving this weight, like, and actually Jenna was one of them that they, they talked about was, it was just amazing to them. I want to move weight like that. Yeah. And they weren't able to where they were at. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, why is that? Why mm-hmm. are, why is our whole team doing that? Like, mm-hmm. and then why is our scaled team moving just as much weight as me? And I'm, I'm RX or whatever it mm-hmm. is, you know? So you start looking at that, like, well, you start putting two, two together, like something's going on. Either I'm, I suck <laughs> or I'm not getting what I need. But I, I think. You know, for you and I, if we take it back to our martial arts days, you'd go to tournaments and stuff like that. And you'd see certain gyms and they like their people just moved a certain way. You're like, damn, yep. you know, what are they doing different? Yeah. And you like kind of become friends with them and, you know, you'd start picking up stuff. You're like, oh, okay, well, that's not what I'm learning at my gym. And I would say, you know, you know, Caleb came in today and we were working out and, you know, he's, he's always going to be part of our gym, even though he's busy with his, his life now. Yeah. And, which uh, happens sometimes. Yeah, but you know, shout out. He's, he, he was he, yeah. he when he came in, he just he moved good. Like he had a perfect squat, and like mm-hmm. you knew he was going to be really. good. He had no idea, but his mobility was really good. Mm-hmm. But then in in two years, he's doing like three hundred pound cleaning jerks and like, like. Well, he's not a small individual. He to was. Begin he was. With. Only he was, he was yeah. only one hundred eighty pounds when he really? started here. He, yeah. He, wow. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Day. He's like two twenty five now. Well, I've never seen small Caleb. I'll show you a picture on the wall over there. <laughs> If I, maybe I've seen it before and didn't recognize yeah, you him. Yeah, wouldn't even know. I'd be like, is that his little brother? <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, but <clears throat> you have someone like that, but that's just one example. They're t- she was talking about Jen, and then we have, we had, I think, three girls today hit 160 or 165-pound full cleans, and they've been doing CrossFit maybe two years. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty good. Like, that's, that's sometimes that's people's top, and they've been doing it mm-hmm. multiple years. Yeah. And that's just one facet that they've improved on, but... I think it does, you know, you go in and the training that, you know, and this isn't us hyping, me hyping us up, 
but we give more than we were ever given. Like Jenna was talking, she had no foundation when she started. Like she mm-hmm. can't even do a kettlebell swing. And so when I started, I couldn't even do a power snatch. I didn't even know what it was. And I was never taught. I was a power clean. It was the most ridiculous, horrible form technique thing that you could ever imagine. I didn't know what a hook grip was. I didn't mm-hmm. know. I didn't know anything to be honest with you. And I, that was after three, looking back on it. Yeah. That was after you know. three years of CrossFit. So mm-hmm. I, I, I always feel like that was three years wasted of my life. Then we go to new gym and it was better than you're like, well, hell I was there, but how much more did I actually learn? But do you think that you would approach things and have the same passion you did? Had you not been through that though? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I think it kind of like lit a fire it did for a learning. little bit, but but when that's what I'm saying, like, would you be, would you be this passionate, you know, towards, yeah. towards those people? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer that you're, you're crafted and you're in your shape by your experiences, oh, positive yeah. or negative. Yep. Um, maybe that was what was supposed to happen to you. Oh, obviously yeah. it happened. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I think maybe, you know, I've always been hard pressed to want to do it right. And, mm-hmm. and like, I want to learn. And if I've never been. You know, growing up doing jujitsu, there wasn't a lot of people doing MMA and jujitsu back when I did it mm-hmm. in the 96, 97, 98, 99 even. Yeah. And people was, didn't know what jujitsu was until the early 90s. Yeah, it was barbaric and, yeah. you know, UFC still wasn't viewed on ESPN. It was, it was pay-per-view. Yeah. And, but it was four ninety nine. It was, it was, it was, you had to go rent them. You had to be 18 to get the tapes <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. And the, the tapes the were like store. about a month old. Yeah. yeah. So I remember like, those days. And. So when, when you don't have that, you have to kind of adapt and find the training. And I think that's what I did. We didn't have it at our previous gym. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know anything about mobility. They didn't give two shits about mobility. They didn't mm-hmm. care about how you move. Obviously she couldn't even do an air squat. And, um, so I started researching mobility. So I've been doing mobility now hardcore for, man, uh, five, seven years now I've been deep into mobility mm-hmm. flexibility, and flexibility and things of that. And I'm still learning things that we're still applying. And, when you don't have the knowledge, you seek it out. And then that's what I do. And I like, if I don't know it, I'm going to learn it. I never did in school. Like I said, <laughs> I really didn't care, but because I do care about how, you know, why can't I do this? Why can't I go into an overhead squat? Mm-hmm. Why can't I overhead squat a minimal amount of weight? Because my elbows are sagging. Like mm-hmm. why are my elbows why are we sagging? Also, yeah. Well, you know, now I know I have tight lats. Okay. Why do I have tight lats? Yeah. Yeah. And then how do I fix it? Okay. Now that my lats are fixed, now I, now I'm shaking, like having a seizure at the top of my, uh, overhead squat because I have no stability. Well, how do, how do I get stability? So Mm -hmm. then you start researching all this stuff and then, you know, Instagram has been huge the last couple, like probably last four years, it's actually imploded with so much knowledge out there. That's freaking free. Mm -hmm. Like people who don't take advantage of that, that's just crazy. Yeah. And, And I never really started, uh, using Instagram as a resource until we met and you told me about wad doc and all that stuff. And you know, that there's certain things that I look for on a daily basis just to get little knowledge nuggets, Yeah, you know, throughout the course of the week and just, you know, and I try and share those with people because just, you know, you never know, like you, I think one thing you said one time is a, uh, what's the best cue for an athlete? The right cue. Yeah. The one that works. <laughs> yeah. The one that works. And you, unless you have like this bag full of tricks, you know, you, you, you can't limit yourself to, well, I'm only going to use these handful of tools and instructions because you never know what's going to work. Yeah. I mean, we joke too. And, you know, Jenny, I mean, we were joking. She, I think we had a picture. She had like a, a one Oh five split jerk over her head. And uh, well, there's a photo over there of it. And like her head is still behind and it's a horrible split jerk. And this is like when we first opened, uh-huh. but so happy with that one Oh five split. Cause you never done it before. Yeah. Now she's 
we had 165 pound, you know, in the wad today. And she's just easily push jerking all of it. Like it's, it's funny how much you evolve, but it takes the right direction. And I think that's where, if it circles back is when people aren't getting the direction and they're not progressing mm-hmm. and they see that they're paying this, well, why am I paying this if I'm not progressing? Cause eventually you kind of get, you get kind of burnt out if you're constantly going there and you're not, it's been two years that you haven't PR'd. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're not doing a strength cycle religiously. So that kind of aggravates you. How am I supposed to get strong? <laughs> if you're not, if you're not working on getting strong, well, you have a, so you have a 225 or 225 pound deadlift in the workout for a female. Well, her max is 225. Mm-hmm. Like well, you wouldn't be able to move that. Well, how do you do that? You do a strength cycle. Yeah. Well, we haven't done a deadlift strength cycle in two years. So how am I supposed to get Get stronger at at this. I can't do it. You can't do it because you got to exceed that. Right. Yeah. So I just think that's where a lot of frustration comes. Next would be being neglected. Like, you know, we talked earlier, Jenna gave the example of someone new, someone kicking them out of the squat rack. If that ever happened here, I'd lose my shit. Like that's ridiculous, man. And that's, that's if someone tried to do that to our new that's member, just a, usually I mean, if it happens, it's a new person and they don't, they don't know they, they would go take a spot, but they don't know. And, and no one would say, anything and no one would say anything like, because mm-hmm. they're new. Cause they don't know kind of the, and, but I would say, so, Hey, you know, Hey, I've had it happen where they, you have a box out. Cause everybody has a box. Well, I was going to use this one. I was like, we can't use this one. Cause that's theirs. Yeah. There, you know, we say, Hey, get your spots. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 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 You know, that's a correction. They don't do that again. You know, it's, yeah. You don't have to chastise them, but they don't know how it works. So you just again that going back that you don't know what you don't know sometimes. No. Yeah. Yeah. But to to for a veteran crossfitter to kick out someone go new, and debo someone's rack. I mean, what's the, is it magical? Does it make you PR? I don't understand it. Like Yeah, I think I remember one time you saying something about I don't know if it, it was someone told you like uh at their particular gym someone got mad because an athlete took their quote bar. Yeah. And it doesn't even belong to them, but it it's just the one they like to use. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Come on, man. Like, I, I mean, it, it, I've, so I've been looking for that magic barbell for a while and I, I ain't seen it. I've, I've used the barbell mode that just moved the 300 and, you know, 40 pound <laughs> clean and I pick it up and it doesn't do that. <laughs> like I watch, I watch it just do work previous class, but I can't, I can't do it. My, like, so I just, just to prove, disprove everybody's theory. It's not the barbell. So kind of turning the corner on this, you know, a lot of this we're talking about basically trying to gain knowledge about where you stand. You know, is it something that you're doing, something that isn't being done for you? So a lot of you've you've mentioned a lot of external resources. So like social media, YouTube, books. Well, we're now an external resource, (laughs) which is kind of weird. Yes, it is. It is weird. It's the truth because. You know, we just got that review today and she says that we talk about things that 99% of CrossFitters want to hear. And we don't cuss that much. That much. Yes. <laughs> Unless we drink four beers. Like last episode, we drank four beers before we started. You know, Mo was giggling a little bit yeah. more than normal. I, I had some giggles and snorts going. But and someone said I was laughing more than normal, yeah. but. Middle-aged CrossFitter, shout out yeah, to you. Absolutely. It's pretty cool that. It's weird that we're a resource. Yeah, but <laughs> absolutely. The weird. reason we know a resource because people have told us that not only they listen to our show, but they've tried to apply their different things that we talk about, mm-hmm. including, unfortunately, they found out their gym, the way they're doing it, isn't how it's done everywhere else. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, I'm just saying like you give them something, you see that there's something more outside of your area, your sandbox. We talked about that the other day, like 
there's a sandbox in which is Iraq and everything <laughs> tends to run the runs the same. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah, I, I do remember that reference. Yeah. Cause they all drive white Toyotas. Yeah. Right. Four doors, you know, yeah. and just, it, it would be boring if every CrossFit gym was the same and it shouldn't be, and it shouldn't be the same because that's the way uh, CrossFit intended it to be. You pay your $3,000 and you Get develop yep. what you feel CrossFit should look like in your four walls. And the downside to this is you can also have bad gyms mm -hmm. and that's just the reality of it. And I think that with social media, like Jenna brought up, it kind of opens your eyes a little bit more like, dang, you know, I just seen her work out at that competition two months ago and her clean was only 125 pounds. Now she's putting up 175. Like mm -hmm. what does she do or what they do or, you know, it's or, or even for me, like I've been, I've been working for you for going on almost four years now you know, DJing your events. And I've seen the evolution of athletes Yes, you, know, you to, made that comment, yeah. to the point where like, I remember when, uh, like Brittany, like I was like, that was the first time I'd ever seen her in a competition. And like, I was able to identify that. And then when Gina did her first RX competition, yeah. I was able to identify that. So like, even just me being a part of the community, like I'm even able to witness people's evolution. And that's pretty cool for me. You know, never thought I'd, I'd be, I'd, you know, never thought that was something I was going to experience, but I have. Well, you, but you also, it's like where you're, you know, your second gym and your home away from your home and our people know you and which is cool, but you're here often. But yep. yeah, but when you, I guess when you're up there DJ, DJing for 24 hours, <laughs> you tend to notice things. And then even like at my gym, like I've seen people walk in that knew exactly zero about CrossFit, you know, could maybe just achieve a quarter squat because of mobility and just mm -hmm. flexibility limitations. And now I, I'm seeing like, you know, ass to grass overhead squats and you're just like, damn, yep, that's so cool. It is cool. You know, cause I certainly wasn't moving like that at two years into my CrossFit career. <laughs> I mean, neither was I, man. I mean, <laughs> that's what she, she was talking about. It's, it gets frustrating. Like you just can't believe how fast people progress mm -hmm. um, now. Yeah. And, and because like you said, there's a lot of access to information. So, you know, obviously Use all those free resources out there. Yeah, um, it's huge, man. Instagram, I know one, a big one you're a fan of is like a, what, Wad, Wad Doc? Is that his name? Wad Doc's good. Yeah. Um, Barbell Physio is really good. Mm -hmm. um, Lou Strength is really good. And um, it's a new one I just started. Uh, well, Move You. Move You. Oh, officials. yeah, Move You. Those, they're, they're, they're actually pretty funny, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. My favorite. My favorite yeah. is the sleep one. <laughs> the yeah. sleep angel. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're goofy and but they have a lot of good points and um, whiteboard daily is one I've been following lately. Uh, just like little knowledge nuggets every day. It's really cool. And then our local one back on track therapy who Eric may, we've had him on the show. Yep. Ask a PT dude. He's um, his knowledge is just beyond extensive. And, and I think the unique thing about him though, is he's an actual athlete too. Yeah. That always helps because yeah. it's easier. I'm not saying you have to be, but it's easier to translate. But, you can also say, well, man, okay, when you're doing the deadlift, I've had this happen to me, mm -hmm. okay, and this is what kind of worked for me. The same thing, see if it works for you. Mm -hmm. At least he has more, like you say, add, if you add more tools to your bag, mm -hmm. you're going to have better knowledge of certain things that pop up that it may be stumping you for six months, <laughs> and then they know it in the first like, 30 oh, seconds. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's 1.21 gigawatts, yeah. yeah <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I use that free those free resources and um, – don't be afraid to search and just kind of dig into it. Now, I understand even with this, there's still bad ones out there that are kind of like, you know, squat therapy I like. Mm -hmm. Squat University, that's yeah. a good one too. 
But yeah, Squat University was good. What's the name, Jen? Aaron Horshig. Yeah, he's got some good stuff too. Like, um, I like he breaks. What's cool with him is like he gives the full skeletal view, breaks down the individual muscles, and will go to that muscle mm-hmm. and kind of show you how it works and how to, to two or three things to help prep, prime, and fix that area, mm-hmm. and then shows actual video of before and after of the athlete that had the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, he does some really cool things. I mean, that's but these are all free resources. They don't charge anything. Yeah. All you gotta do is follow them and and. They got, they have some great stuff. Yeah. And one good thing as far as mobility, um, might cost you a couple of bucks, but supple leather leopard, yeah. you know, use that, get that, but I think every gym should have both his books. Yeah. It's a, it's a big thick book. You know, if someone breaks in your house, you can beat them with it and then, you know, stretch out your lats afterwards. <laughs> you worked hard. <laughs> Cause you worked hard. Then pull my peck <laughs> beating this guy's ass. But is, um, in terms of other resources, when it comes to maybe actually the, the exercise portion of, of what we do. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You could reach out. People's reach out to me. And I think it's cool. And I'm always willing to help as long as it's sometimes I'm kind of booked, but I'll give people some stuff. So I got, uh, Beth Ann and Amanda. Amanda killer of chalk buckets. Yeah. It's, it's is still, that her game of Thrones name? <laughs> we'll see if she wins the game, the throne, uh, here in April, but no, I, no, they, she asked, she had asked, Amanda had asked something about helping with the bike and getting better at that. And mm-hmm. and then I seen one of her videos and I gave her a little adjustment on like seat height mm-hmm. and distance from, and then I wrote a program for them to do. And then I'm always getting tagged in their suffering mm-hmm. pictures, which is pretty cool. But, you know, I think find someone that you think that has the knowledge you need and ask if they'll share it. Worst thing they say is no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Worst they can say is no. Um, was it for gymnastic stuff? Like for year, you know, for, for a long time, I've been watching Katie Brazell's video. You know, she's a uh, former collegiate uh, division one gymnast. Uh, um, I believe she's out of uh, Austin, Texas. And I just watch her videos all the time, all the time. And then one day I just messaged her with a question and she responded and like blew my mind. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. you know, never underestimate the generosity of some of these people mm-hmm. that you admire from afar. Yeah. You know, hit I those mean, people up. I'm not on her level, obviously, but, <laughs> you know, if you need some basic stuff, hit me up. <laughs> if you need to get some mad handstand walk skills, hit up Jenna. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that kind of hurt a little Dang, bit. bro. What? That's okay, I'm no, I'm, 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 I'm empowering you to uh, own the handstand walk. Uh, it's coming in the open in, in October. Dang. I mean, I'm ready. No, they're actually a lot better. I mean, yeah, that was a good example. Like she struggled this time last year. She couldn't walk. What was it? Two feet. He had, she had to go five. Yeah. She couldn't even do two feet. And, uh, I like yeah. try to throw myself. <laughs> yeah, she did try to lunge. I like <laughs> did good on the first part. And yeah, crushed the deadlift and then couldn't get the handstand. But now she can do, you've done 20 plus feet. 28, I think is my <laughs> Sorry, 28.9. Uh, so that makes a difference. What are some other, res- what are some stuff, what are resources you use, Jay? Uh, well, Brody worked with me for about <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> And, uh, I got it. Have you, I mean, but I mean, aside from, you know, handstand walks or anything in particular, are are there any other resources that you just look at that you find beneficial? Mobility stuff is what I look at just on Instagram. But, um, actually we didn't mention her. I forget her last name. Bethany. It's like Bethany CrossFit. I don't know. She's a games athlete, but she posts a lot of good stuff, especially for like, uh, hip and back stuff, which is mainly what I need. Mm-hmm. stuff for so so i'll tell you a good story she mentions bethany i seen one of her videos they're just some core stuff i'm like well i know she didn't program that so i find out who programmed it 
now we follow each other on Instagram. Oh, nice. And, um, but he does some cool stuff and it's actually her boyfriend and he, he's a strength and conditioning guy. Mm. And there's a, a couple things I've, I've snagged that I've put variations on mm. and, um, it's pretty cool. He has, he does some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, I don't, Brody knows a lot of stuff, so he helps. You better write that down in your diary, dude. No, I got it on freaking, like, <laughs> as long as you don't edit it out, like, I got this on for as long as this is in existence. Yeah. I, no, I used to make fun of him at our old gym for, What'd like, you call me? I don't know. I used to make, like, call like, you an old man or something. Grandpa Mobility yeah. is what she called me. Oh, okay. And we have been talking about mobility quite a bit here during this segment, but um, one thing that, if you've never tried it or have the opportunity to try it, um, yoga helps. Yeah, when I was down in Texas, I was doing yoga for a few months before I left, um, twice a week, and uh, I realized gains in uh, like my just my over my mobility. Um, I'm pretty stiff, dude. Pretty large. I got aftermarket hips. So if uh, yoga helps somebody like me, it can definitely help any person who has uh, OEM equipment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I think if I had to put a number on, I would say seventy. To 75% of CrossFitters um, lack a proper PR due to mobility or flexibility. It has nothing to do with their strength. And, you know, you can look at your your, your front squat number and see where your clean's at in comparison and see if you just have a trouble. Do you have, you know, do you not have a front rack? Are your hips tight? You know, can you, do you have the mobility to maintain position at the bottom and, and, and drive through that? You know, I think a lot of times you can fix you know, actually, um, Jenna was talking about Gen Z from here, how she has great uh, a great squat, but she is a yogi too. So oh, she does a lot yeah. of that yoga stuff. And I mean, it, sh- it shows. Yeah, those yoga folks, they're slowly becoming the third group of people I hate that migrate to <laughs> CrossFit. So you got number one is gymnasts. Gymnast, yep. Swimmers is number two. Yeah, these yoga cats. Yeah. They're, you, they're slowly earning a third place in my heart. Because soccer players are, what are they? <laughs> The mediocre athletes. What'd you say, Mo? Wow. What'd you say? You said, sure you said the opposite. No, he didn't. You know, a good portion of the gym are soccer players. I know. Is we and we're ma- gonna develop a team. I think you should. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I'll definitely tear something. Hey, we're doing a three-on-three three tournament. Uh, you want to play? I used to play three v three all the time. There you go. I'll, I'll sign your team up, Jenna and friends. <laughs> and it's gonna be us, dude. Listen, who's us? People, I mean, I can kick the hell of a ball. Yeah, can you get it into the goal, dude? I'm gonna. He would just start throwing people down. No, I no, I wouldn't. Probably. I play by the rules, but I can kick the hell of a ball. <laughs> I can't do all that fancy juggling shit y'all do. But I probably can't anymore either. I don't know. We have to get a soccer ball in here. Like we'll set you up at like. No, um, I know you should do that for warm up. Yes, I Jenna could be the goalie. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah. I was a goalie in elementary. I'm not even going to try to kick it into the goal. I'm going to try to hit Jen in the face. (laughs) And this is why I'm leaving the gym. (laughs) Announcement. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Newsflash. I'll edit that part out. No, keep it in there. (laughs) Let everybody know where Fisher and Friends really stands. So wrapping all this up. You're going to be Fisher. I don't want friends. So wrapping all this up. Um. I mean, like, like I said, this is a little bit different episode, you know, no real agenda or anything, but just kind of talking about several topics that we had on the list. You know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Um, it can be hard to make that decision because you've always, you've heard me argue multiple times stepping into that gym door the very first time is the most challenging thing Mm -hmm. in your CrossFit career. So to 
to walk it, walk out from what to leave one family to try and find a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the second most challenging thing. Very challenging, I'd say, yeah. I say it might even be harder than walking in the first time. Yeah. And we kind of talked, we, we had a couple of topics here. Uh, are you getting what you need out of your coaches was one. Um, and bad coaching and the fall it can create yeah. is another one we were kind of trying we've kind of tapped on it. We yeah. could probably do a whole episode on each one of those, but you know, we were sitting here talking, Mo had his other special high quality recorder out <laughs> and um, with the fancy microphones. <laughs> and, um, but we were just sitting here talking. And I think instead of t- making show notes, like Mo usually does, we we're just like, let's just talk it about it. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about it. And hopefully it's got, I don't know how it turned out. I always think we suck. So <laughs> how, how'd this one go? Mo? But, but I think, you know, these are things that, I mean, genuine concerns, like, everybody gets to that point in their CrossFit career. We're like, you know, am I, why just asking that why question? Why am I, why am I unhappy? Why am I not progressing? You know, why am I not getting better? Why, you know, why am I getting worse? You know, there's, there's all those different points in your, those way points in your CrossFit career where you kind of uncertain. And I think after like so long of time, like you question why you're not getting better after a certain period of time when you see everybody else around you like moving on yeah yeah i mean if you say you're that's a good point let's say you're inside a gym and people are now passing you that normally wouldn't Mm -hmm. okay now that can maybe they're getting coached like you are but maybe you just stop putting in the work because that that, yeah because that can very easily be part of it too have they been doing extra work more than you have they been you know practicing their things they suck at more than you have you kind of fell off maybe it's because of life and not because you just stopped caring, but it can happen. If you, if, I know if, if I get busy and I miss a, a cycle of something, like how can I expect, you know, like I didn't get a front squat a lot the previous cycle mm-hmm. and this clean cycle, I've been getting crushed. Mm-hmm. And so it's, but then the previous clean cycle, I'm going, you know, going ham, un, yeah. untied nanos and hitting 275 for triples and yeah. like not having a problem. But I was also front squatting yeah, religiously. All the so time. Yeah. That's on me. So I think I think it's not always the gym's fault. It's no. not always the coaching fault. It could definitely be your damn fault for yeah. not putting in the work. Like I said, if you're going in if you're take if you're going one day a week and you're taking six rest days, <laughs> yeah, you're probably not gonna realize a lot of gains. And that and you know, we could also we tap in injury Nut- real quick. Yeah. Nutrition. And, you know, Jenna's been injured and yeah. other people become injured. And sometimes you it it takes a long time to get back to mm-hmm to what you deem your old self mm-hmm. and then you're still not happy because you've already been there. You know yeah. what I mean? So once you get there, like now you're like, okay, I'm here. Now what? Now what? Like yeah. I should be better now. And then you can start having all this like animosity towards like, man, I can't believe this happened to me. I got injured. Now I should be so much a year later. I should be further than I am or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So I think it's not always, we kind of pinned it to be in bad gym, no, bad not, owners, bad this, but it can also be you. You got to take that step back and, and lay the blueprint out. You know, did yep. life happen? Yep. Did you have an injury? Yeah. Um, are you not training as hard? And sometimes if your atmosphere isn't what you want, like be the leader and make it make different. <laughs> like, like, I know all, that's like hard. To, yeah. And I know that's hard. Like not everybody has that kind of personality, but if you're like super unhappy with where you're at and you feel like you don't have any other option, then like, you know, make a difference, make a change. Like, but to speak to that point, if you try and nothing changes, yeah, that's different. then maybe, maybe yeah. you just answered your own question yeah. right yeah. there. I think that sometimes what I hear is 
people will ask themselves these questions like, you know, why am I still here when this happened? Well, well, maybe it'll change like we talked about, mm-hmm. but then something else happens and you're like, well, I've really tried to X. take it, take yeah. a step back and like, is it me or is it you? And then it still happened again. So, and you know, like, well, I've really tried hard. Well, maybe it is the gym then. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what we talked about. People leave gyms. It's, it's an unfortunate part of CrossFit, but every day we perform in this, we're one day closer to the end of this CrossFit life. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we're all going to stop this at some point. I hope not. Yeah. I, I, I hope I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I hope they, you know, I hope I die in the bottom of a clean. <laughs> <laughs> what movement would you want to die on though? Load up that 315 snatch grip. I hope it's like snatch grip deadlift, big, but I hope it's fast too. That, that, I think that's the problem you run though, is if, if you die at the bottom of the clean, is it really going to kill you that fast? Like you're know. probably going to like snap both your femurs and you're going to have like a, a arterial bleed Ew. and then like, maybe not guys, blood will be everywhere. Like I'll just, I'll just, I, the best the way to place, be on a bench. Is this where Jenna bench steps press. over the line? No, yeah, this, this is where I'm she, dying yeah, is when I'm a, taking a nap. Upstairs. She's a habitual line stepper. That's my gym movement. <laughs> well, you probably die is when you've, Fucking, you sleep out here in the yeah, uh, bay, in the bay door. Someone's going to back in and <laughs> see you. Pat's going to come in hot and run me over. Yeah. I was worried about that. I said that today. <laughs> she does. She. I kind of like peek an eye open. We'll flip the bay door open. And she's lays on she's the concrete the only right there. I know who can um, lay down and as a pillow, use a rumble roller <laughs> like and be okay with and fall asleep. And she, but she lays down like halfway in the... People can definitely park there, and they're going to see her. They're going to come in. Pat's going to be taking a piss because he usually comes in hot when he's got to pee. He's you got, well, you put the cones around me one time. Yeah, you got and I fell asleep. I'll see if I find that picture. You have to use that. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. That brings this week's episode to close. I'm mowing I'm out. Bye. I want to see that. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. Jen, I don't even know what that is. What movie's out off of Jen? Don't care. Somebody. What's your problem today? You. I wasn't supposed to say that loud. Mo, don't laugh. You I'm sorry. I don't you mean know, to encourage her. You know what that does? Really, Mo? It's like going to the zoo and feeding a lion with a peanut. They want another peanut. Or in her lions case, like peanuts. Or in her case, like she's a, like um, a python. Python. Oh, I go through shoes so much. I mean, I wear them all the time. Where a lot of people don't wear the crossfit crossfit shoes. Is it regular shoes? <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> I mean, you do now because you're retired. Yeah. I don't have to wear boots anymore. Hold on. What's um, Eric's P? What's their PT place? Back to strength therapy. Is it back to back? <laughs> Excuse me. Weird. Smells weird or it spells weird? Smells. Back on track therapy. Aaron Horshig. What's a K-Star? He was a supple leopard. Okay, there you go. The bendable panther. That's what I call it. (laughs)